Hello, I'm Jeremy Eden. I'm Dan Eden. And I'm Jordan McCaw. And this is 90 Under 90. 90 movies. Under 90 minutes. 250, success wow we've done it we got through the hard part and now we move on today on our show on our penultimate episode of this season clocking in at 87 minutes we're talking about 2004's the spongebob square pants movie directed by steven hillenberg and mark osborne SpongeBob Spare Pants. SpongeBob Spare Pants. Yep. Love him. Um, love SpongeBob. SpongeBob <laughs> and his friend Spidward are, uh, you know. Oh, they're not friends. No, they're not really that friends. But you know what? He's not an enemy per se. He He's, just doesn't get along that well with him. Jordan, what's your take on, on, on Spidward? On Spidward? Yeah. Um, you know, he's a fun, I think he's a guy that just pretends like he doesn't want to have fun, but he's just jealous of SpongeBob always having fun. <laughs> I think he's, um, I think he's like, uh, a hipster, an aging hipster who yep. I think you're right. I think he, 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 he kind of puts on this front to, to look like a grump. I don't know why it's a defense mechanism. <laughs> <laughs> and deep down there is he's a sweetheart. He's what I actually really like Squid Spidward. I'm sorry, Spidward. Yeah, I like him quite a bit. Let's get it right. Yeah. Yeah, Spidward's pretty cool. Um I I I have no knowledge of SpongeBob beyond like this movie and like I, I never really watched the show. The show came out I think I, I was definitely I felt like I was too old for it. Uh, Dan being a couple years younger may have been a little bit more in that age range, but I think we were both kind of aged out of, yeah, I, was, I was just uh, op- more okay. open to it. I think in like, um, uh, yeah, maybe I, I was just at the tail end there. Cause I, I remember uh, they very quickly got to a movie like SpongeBob blew up very fast. Yeah. If my memory serves me. Yeah. This, and, um, this was a, SpongeBob was huge for me. That was probably my favorite cartoon on Nickelodeon. <laughs> and I think in fourth grade, I in fourth grade, I shared a birthday with another classmate of mine and we had like a dual birthday party in our class. And I think it was SpongeBob themed. <laughs> like dual theme, but both SpongeBob. I I just have a I just remember a SpongeBob balloon. My mom probably my half might have been SpongeBob and her half might have been something else. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Yeah, this was uh, but I but the, oddly enough, I remember that we saw this in the theater. Really? Yeah, in yeah, 2004, definitely. and mm-hmm. it was one of those things where it was just like I have like I don't really have any interest in SpongeBob, mm-hmm. but like I maybe have seen like partial of an episode, and I respected it enough. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, it's kind of the similar phenomenon, I would say, to maybe not exactly the same, but it's very similar to the way Rick and Morty very quickly blew up. Like it came, like it came out. Yeah. And then within, 
a season or, or two, um, it's like the, a cultural phenomenon, and that's exactly how about same. uh how about South Park three seasons in a movie just like SpongeBob here. So, yep, South Park two actually did blow yeah. up very quickly. I mean, Sp- South Park has that edge element to it where it's just like, oh, we've never seen kids say fuck or dildo or shit like that, you know? But <laughs> mm-hmm. like, this is just a straight up Nickelodeon cartoon that could have been like any other Nickelodeon cartoon, many of which you know fell by the wayside, but. It's an insane movie, at least, and I would yeah. have to assume that the show is equally insane. And I'm I'm going to say this. This may be a hot take. I kind of have to, like, review the list of this season, and I'm going to do that right now really quickly. But I'm not going to lie. I think this may have been the hardest I laughed this season <laughs> nice. at, at one of the movies that we've watched, oddly enough. Yeah. Not for me. Eyes of my mother was. Oh uh, yeah, that's that's hilarious. That was a laugh fest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love the uh, the creepy guy in the shed and yeah, that's a it laugh. Was great. It. it was great. It was very funny. It's very comical. Very funny. Yeah. I've a lot of comedic that. situations in that movie. It's not funny at all. It's a whole. Okay, it was TBS. Very funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, this movie, um, a couple years ago, Micah and I, uh, my husband and co-host of our podcast, Macaw Podcast Universe, Woo! we were in California, I think, going to a national park. We were in a hotel room, and we just turned on the TV, and this movie was playing, and we were like, there's no way this holds up. Because to go even back a little bit further, my Nona recorded this off the TV on VHS, and this and... Um, the How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the Ron Howard movie. That was just on, <laughs> just repeat at my Nona's house, these two movies. Oh, man. So this is on TV in this hotel room. And we're like, there's no way this holds up. It's like halfway through the movie. We were like crying, laughing. <laughs> Depending it, on your mood, that is yeah. an obnoxious double feature. How the Grinch Stole <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> and it's, hey, timbre. You got the timbre connection. That, yeah. That's true. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. <laughs> a JT yeah. double feature. That's like one of my favorite Christmas movies. And what, the last time I watched it, Micah, he never really remembered liking it. And he fell asleep. And I was still laughing out loud just by myself watching that. So they both hold up. But this SpongeBob was a huge movie for me in my childhood. And then even the last time we watched it in the hotel room, it was cont- continued to be funny. And last night, <laughs> still laughing. Right. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I have nothing negative to say about this movie. In fact, I have only positive things to say and probably more positive things to say than I usually say about the movies that we discuss. <laughs> yeah, I, it's 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 zany. It's crazy. It's um, it, 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 like I just want to say before we get started here, uh, rest in peace, Stephen Hillenberg. Uh, he created SpongeBob. He co-directed this movie. There wouldn't be a SpongeBob without that guy. And unfortunately, yeah. he passed away three years ago at uh, 57, 58. Very sad. Wow. Yeah. And there was questions. Are they going to continue? And the answer is, yeah, and we're going to do a spinoff as well. Uh, Jordan, have you watched <laughs> the Patrick Star show? No, I haven't. It's I've I did not, not enjoy it. <laughs> oh, really? Not yeah. good. It's like it's it's trying to be like um a sitcom. It's like packaged as a sitcom, but really it's just SpongeBob, oh, just a little more SpongeBob for you. Um but weirder. It's uh, just sometimes supporting characters are supporting characters. Exactly. Yeah. And too yeah. much Patrick is like he's like, "Do you watch uh, Gravity Falls at all? Are you a fan?" I actually just started watching that. 
Also, Seuss kind of reminds me of Seuss. Thank you. It's yep. Too much. Like, imagine if Seuss had a, a spinoff. I am not going to be into that. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> just a little too much. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I just wanted to say that before we got started. Um. I love this movie. I I was 16 when I saw this in the theater, and it's weird because I started dating um a girl at that time in high school, and we she had seen it. I had seen it in the theater with Jer and I believe past and future guest Rick Schuler. And then I told her, I gave her like a glowing endorsement. And then I think she went with her <laughs> friends separately and I called her up and she answered her phone during the movie. Cause I didn't know she was <laughs> that day. And I heard in the background, it was the third act. You hear, I'm a goofy goober. <laughs> yeah, she's like, hello. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, hang up. I know this part. Hang up. Yeah. Is- yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's huge. Why would she have done that? She had good movie theater etiquette. I don't know. Uh, apparently she did not that day, but she uh, just really wanted to talk to you. Let's chalk no, it up because, I guess that, that or I, I'm the kind of boyfriend. If you don't answer, I just keep calling. Oh, and <laughs> yeah. then I drive outside <laughs> your house and I circle the block. Oh, <laughs> God. But she I doesn't have... leave the theater to pick up the phone. She just yeah, she... there. That, that was a weird <laughs> part as well. Maybe she was like on her way out and she answered. You could just hear it in the back. But that is a weird place to just straight up answer. A phone. <laughs> <laughs> Hello? <laughs> I, oh, I'm, I'm seeing, seeing SpongeBob. Uh, I've yeah. seen the show and I've seen Stranger Things at a movie theater. I'm just saying. Um, so anyway. All right. I guess we'll get into it here. This I, I movie, suppose this movie opens with one of the best opening sequences I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like uh, um, it immediately goes to live action. It's very reminiscent of Monty Python's The Meaning you? of Life. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think they do a great blend of live action to cartoon. It, oh. Like because even yeah. later in the movie, when you have more of it, it just looks so good. It does. Yeah. Um, this whole movie looks amazing. And I was saying, well, Caitlin was watching a little bit of this with me. And it, like, shocked me how, like, maybe not shocked me, but, like, I was surprised. And I took note of the fact that I don't think you can get away with most of these gags in just a CG cartoon. You know, they don't translate the right. same way as a 2D drawn, oh, yeah. like, grotesque right. face or stuff like that. that you exactly. Know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You cannot replicate that in 3D. And, uh, so yeah, this movie was a visual treat the entire so time. So much, so much in the new Space Jam, and I know you guys discussed yeah. the new Space Jam. I think you even gave me a shout in your Space Jam episode on the uh, the M, uh, the MPU. So thank you. Yeah. But um, there's such a um, so much gets lost in the translation when they become those live action Looney Tunes. So yeah. I think you're on something there, Jer. And it's just a different medium, you know. Yeah. So it's like it's just not as funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's fine for some things. Like you cannot yeah. you can't make the current Muppet Babies the way that you know in a two D animated. Like it's you know there are times where it's great, and there are times where it's just like leave it alone. Like don't mm. blend right. uh, CG and two D. But this is beautiful two D the entire time. And then yeah, you get that little bit of live action blend in there. And what's great about that too is that you know you get this you kind of bookend the movie with these pirates. But then when they eventually, <laughs> spoiler alert, 
go to the live action world, like it's completely justified. It makes total sense. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it's not like a cheap gimmick. It feels like, no, this is actually like a, an appropriate evolution for this story. I wanted right. to, I wanted to ask, did, did either of you see, uh, Jerry, you probably didn't, but Jordan, did you see Sponge Out of Water by chance? No, I haven't. Because Antonio Banderas is the villain and he's a pirate. It seems great. Wow. It's all like mostly live action. And uh, now I'm ready to watch that after this. So Yeah. I don't know if yeah, any I others qualify. I'm going to do a quick little SpongeBob dive here on the IMDb. While that we was start 2015. This. So they, they took a long time to make another SpongeBob movie, to their credit. Uh, they yeah. didn't get greedy about it, you know. Um, and then they, they only took um, five more years after that to make a third movie. That was right. a two years after uh, Hillenberg's death. Um, what I wanted to say was uh, something yeah, Both I of those are also so over good. 90 minutes, by the way. <laughs> Oh, uh, okay. All right. Um, so, yeah. So, I guess we'll, we'll get so it opens with the pirates, and this mm-hmm. is great. Like very enthusiastic, like PG pirates, the kind that like are yeah. always like screaming. And when they get to the theater, it's like spoilers up ahead here. But so got some guys on a dinghy, and he's go- making his way to a <laughs> perfect looking pirate ship. And it's just so over the top shot, like it's just so comical. Um, and he's—it he's looks like they're something. about to break out in song or something. It's All just, the time. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a pirate, there's a parrot on the the captain's shoulder, and he like shoves his way through the guys to see what this this underling has brought on <laughs> his dinghy in this chest. And uh, <laughs> there's such a build up moment here, and you think it's gonna be like gold or whatever, and uh, it turns or maybe out, SpongeBob himself. Yeah. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking maybe a sponge or something, uh, a yeah. starfish. And it turns out it's uh, tickets to the SpongeBob movie, <laughs> a very meta yeah. moment. <laughs> it's always interesting when a movie chooses to do this because the theatrical run of a movie is so small, and yet forevermore when you watch this movie, it's pirates going into a theater, which is You're one right. thing I'll say I appreciated about Gremlins 2, The New Batch, that the VHS copy changed their... Uh, their little weird um, uh, tangent, I guess you would call it. At the um, beginning of the movie? At you the familiar top? with Gremlins 2 at all, Jordan? I've seen it once and it was freaking awesome. But yeah. what's <laughs> that the movie, difference? That movie shaped my uh, comedic persona. Um, Gremlins in the theater version, you know, like you see somebody coming out of the theater, like you know, yeah. there's a scene where they're complaining to the manager and then they go in and Hulk Hogan tells the Gram- the Gramlins <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. to get out, <laughs> of the, right. get out of the projection booth. That's right. On the VHS copy, it changed where it looked like they were messing with the video and then it played uh, like a bunch of, um, like there was a, like it kind of flipped through a bunch of like uh, stock footage, like old, that's you know, right. old footage. And then it was blended with a lot John of Wayne, John wasn't it? Wayne. Yeah, yeah. Like, so there's wow. like John Wayne appears in the Gremlins to the he new shoots Batman. one of the Gremlins and they <laughs> <No>. die. <laughs> they shoot back. Oh yeah, shit! He does. He does get the get the up and up on the on the Gremlins. That's awesome. There's a two hour sequence where John Wayne has a shootout <laughs> with Gremlins. It's the whole. I. It's the length of a movie, but it's one two hour scene of just shooting back and forth. It's and it's thrilling. It's great. It's great. It's amazing. <laughs> um, Not a laugh to be had, but you will be. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you're now fast forwarding it's more yeah. thrilling than anything but so these pirates they got tickets to the spongebob movie and then they like they break into the theme to the spongebob squarepants television show a big you know yeah. 
uh, gang chorus on the ship, and they're sailing to the nearest theater while singing. And um, and it's a much more cinematic version of this opening song than we're used to hearing. So I appreciate right, uh, that too. You're elevating the opening. Anytime, like, I, and this, I feel like cartoons do this the most when it's time to make a movie. They're very ceremonious about it. Like one of our first episodes was Simpsons, the movie, and like yeah. they made such a big deal out of it. Like with like just like in this movie, there's a theater moment where Homer's in a theater and he makes a meta moment. It's just, um, I guess they feel they have to somewhat be obligated to address this situation but here we are pirates they finally make their yeah. way to a dock and there's like there happens to be a theater right at the dock which is perfect yeah, it's so convenient it's like four pirates you guys have never gone to the marina theater that's right there on the water <laughs> i would love i would to. love to go now like you you're actually on wood planks and you look down and there's like between the slats you see water and fish yeah. as you're watching the movie um seaweed all over the floor these pirates storm the lobby and i love some good ruckus with some obnoxious uh guys like these like these pirates throwing Whenever popcorn you get, like 10 to 15 men rushing into a room screaming and throwing things around for no reason it's pretty funny it's usually oh, women it could be women they seem yeah. to be pretty happy to be in obnoxious. the front row yeah, yeah too because yeah. they have yeah. better it was just right. I, I I love the it's infectious their joy and their glee in about to watch the SpongeBob movie that they're so happy that they have to cray even they have to crane their necks in the theater to watch <laughs> yeah. this movie. <laughs> it got me jazzed to watch this movie. You yeah, guys. it's um, a great setting. Yeah, they're really it's a Muppet the movie. Thing. You got to start in a theater and then get into your movie. <laughs> There's another good example. Um, and th- th- this movie has two beginnings, though. There's that, and then mm-hmm. there's the narrator, played voiced by Tom Kenny, uh, mm-hmm. also Mr. SpongeBob. Uh, he's ta- he's doing the French thing. It's become a meme, uh, like on YouTube everywhere. X amount of hours later, you'll see you'll <laughs> hear that and see that all the time now on like TikTok and stuff. But um, we're in the ocean. It's fast, and uh, we're 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 in like a dream sequence. Spoilers here. It's a very much like Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Over ninety. Check it out. And Gremlins too. We did and those. And Gremlins. Um, so it's it's SpongeBob's dream. And what happens here? Let me. Someone else uh, set the stage here. Jordan. He. So is he dreaming about becoming manager? Is that what it is? That's right. He yeah. He's kind of having his own where he thinks he's like um, the cleaner from Pulp Fiction, where he comes yes. in and solves all the problems. Yes. Yes. Oh yeah. Someone <laughs> didn't put cheese on the the Krabby Patty. Mm-hmm. Which I mean that's like. A hostage level situation if I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I love that he, he goes in and he's asking the guy if he has a family. And the guy's just freaking out and he's like, How about that family, Phil? <laughs> yes, <laughs> <they're focused. laughs> Real calm and serious. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. I gotta get you through this, Phil. <laughs> and he like he slaps uh I think he slaps the manager because he's like, Oh, I don't wanna talk until the manager gets here, Mr. Krabs. <laughs> like in the dream, he's not the manager. SpongeBob yeah. So he comes in and then he saves the day by going through, rifling through a suitcase, pulling out tools, and he says, "I want you to do one thing: say cheese." And he puts a <laughs> slice on the guy's Krabby Patty and uh, saves the. He carries him out. Of yes, the- <laughs> yes, that's right, that's right. <laughs> and everybody cheers and they love him. And uh, the horns. This is a great. You know, you always yeah. get that bleed through of reality at the end of your dream, like a dog licking your face. And it's a, it's a woman licking your face, like in the mask. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> yeah. Bad example, but, <laughs> but um, it's true. <laughs> yeah. Cameron Diaz licks his face in that movie. I forgot several about times. that. Don't forget that. It's, a, it's now just I'm seeing it. <laughs> Lest That's we forget retired from acting. <laughs> yeah. it, the the thought of licking Jim Carrey's face mm-hmm. uh, haunted her for years. And finally on the set of Annie, she just remembered it randomly. And she's just like, I can't anymore. I can't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's too vivid of a portrait we're painting here. <laughs> Um, but instead of like hip hip hooray, they get hip hip honk, and it's a foghorn alarm clock. SpongeBob's, uh, if you were familiar with the show, he has a foghorn mm-hmm. alarm clock that wakes him up every day, and you get to see him go through his little routine. And he says, "Gary, I had that dream again." So he's yeah. definitely <laughs> yeah. dreaming about being a manager of the Krusty Krab. Um, this is uh, and unprecedented. He's, yeah. He, He's been employee of the month like 370 something times. So, and I was like looking at the trivia and I think that means that he's been an employee for like 30 something years. Yeah, that's uh, (laughs) been the employee of the month that long or that many times. So how old is he? Is he a kid? Is he a full grown man? Is he middle aged? What's going on? I only scratched the surface of this in my little research before this, but I know that it was a contentious between Nickelodeon they wanted him to be I believe a child and Steven Hillenberg was like no he has to be an adult and the compromise is his driving school that he returns to over and over and over again yeah. in the show that he keeps failing <laughs> uh, so that's like the kind of the half he's, he's becoming an adult and speaking of which that's the theme that they drive into your brain in this movie is yeah. what it means to be a man versus a child embracing one or the other maybe you can reconcile the two in the end that's basically mm-hmm. what this movie's about. And this reminded me of seeing the Paw Patrol movie with Jack in that, mm. like, everything in that movie is so, so dumbed down and kitty. And this is, yeah. like, a good example of, like, look, this is clearly a story intended for kids, you know? Like, kids are supposed to gain inspiration from this story in some mm-hmm. way. And they do it really well because it's all masked in zany comedy. And they're not mm-hmm. – yes, they do – mention it a bunch like you're just a kid but like right it like it works for the context of the scenes where it's mentioned but mm. also like it it does hammer that point home without just beating the kids over the head with it in my opinion jared did you yeah. watch this with your your sons at all uh no i i watched That's... this completely by myself <laughs> That's what's so funny about this. It's a, I hope I watch this as an adult with my wife. Nope. As a 36-year-old or a nearly 36-year-old man who has two children of his own, I watched I this. To bed and I said, I'm going to watch this I said, movie. guys, I can't tell you any more stories. Daddy has to go watch a cartoon. <laughs> this one's for you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, so he gets up and he goes through his routine. Gary's there, the snail that meows like a cat. Uh, he, yeah, love Gary. I, I, I like that Gary's he's, so cute. Yeah. I like that the side characters are there, but they're not like forcing them into the plot. Like this is just a SpongeBob and Patrick plot mm-hmm. and like Squidward, a main character on the show, but he's just kind of like there a, a couple times. And then it's like, that's it. That's all you Very need. Very much, uh, like the Simpsons movie, right? somewhat it's like except if you know i don't know i guess i didn't need as much flanders in the simpsons movie as we discussed back then so (laughs) you know a a squidward Squidward level of uh, flanders in the simpsons movie would have been fine yeah i guess they had to give something for bart 
but um he's starting his day and i love i love how he showers he uh swallows a bar of soap and then yeah. he stuffs the nozzle of the shower in his body and he just puffs out and suds just come out of his every pore yeah. and uh <laughs> he just walks out there's well, yeah. don't forget he does brush his eyes he does, yeah. <laughs> he has a a double toothbrush for his two teeth that are squares. He's I love his yeah. box pants that he folds out at like a, oh, if he was in a warehouse so or something. Funny. <laughs> and, Who uh, thought that was so creative? Yeah, we, we you know we knew the pants were square, but we did not know that they were uh, boxes, cardboard boxes that could be folded and manipulated. As I as I just scratch the surface of animation, I see that. You can have a character just go from A to B, walk across a room, right? Or let's say he picks an apple from a tree, but how does his fingers how do his fingers look when he takes the apple and, and does he do any kind of interesting movement when he takes the apple, or is he just gonna do basic movement across the screen? And this movie is chock full of those little interesting moments when yeah. uh just be- between brushing uh, maybe he'll make an expression maybe they'll deform his face for just a f- like several frames yeah. and then it's just uh so many little flourishes throughout here that makes it uh, but like when people laugh okay that's another example they get so like ugly and like detailed yeah. <laughs> at certain moments yeah. and that just makes you laugh like with them because they're not afraid to look so ugly in that yeah. moment i think yeah but, uh, um so he, and yeah very, that's you can't do it in three in cg it doesn't work the same way it'll look it'll look weird yeah, it'll just scare not as, children yeah you just it's take your funny the, mm-hmm. yeah you, you, this this yeah. like reminded me a lot of i'm a huge regular show fan Ooh, and yeah. th- a lot of this stuff like reminded me of regular show stuff where they just like the ugly faces and how they're so funny they're just like are using every second to make something funny, which the show SpongeBob like that in the show too, but it's obviously limited because they're mm-hmm. doing so many episodes. So it's like, guys, we have a movie. We're doing everything we've always yeah. wanted to do. It's great. I, I, I think, uh, I think it was important to, to Steven Hillenberg. I would think that he at least he had had a hand in directing this movie as well. Not just yeah. handing it off to somebody there and actually getting his hands in the dough, so to speak. Um, and I know I understand he was very hands-on up until the day he died. So there was a oh, okay, like, cool. How was he gonna? How are we gonna continue this thing? Should we continue this thing? And I don't know. I guess it's complicated. So yeah. I I don't know. If, is the show over? I know the the movie just came out last year. So I don't I'm know. I'm not sure about I, the I show. No it's Definitely been gonna like watch the movies though. The other like ones. Thirteen seasons, I think they went up to four. Like pretty deep, like. It lasted a long. It's there's no denying its cultural impact. A, a stupid sponge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, he's done showering and everything. He, he's this is his first uh, little subplot. Is he wants to be manager? I guess it's his most important one to be honest. Is he wants to be manager of uh, the Krusty Krab Two? It's the new mm-hmm. location that's mm-hmm. literally right next, next door. door. <laughs> and. Uh, Mr. Crab, you know, crabs, I'm sorry. He uh he loves money, as he says on the news <laughs> to the reporter. <laughs> and uh Yeah, it's it's with kids' movies, it's fun watching them when you're older and kind of seeing maybe some jokes for parents. Not that it's it's not an adult joke, but like, oh I bet the parents really laughed at that one. Right. He just is talking about how much money he wants. Yeah. Even though I think kids would laugh at that too. 
that's the perfect when you can get the them both and on different levels like that that's like a sweet spot i think yeah um so he's very spongebob is like leaving his house he's then we get to see squidward get up and he's just a normal kind of grumpy dude and what's interesting is i don't know if, what the movie's trying to teach you when he ultimately gets <laughs> spoilers the promotion over spongebob that uh, you can be apathetic and you can be I, a, a grump and still achieve. <laughs> I mean, he's motivated by money, too. Maybe that's what Mr. Krabs is looking for. Common interests. Yep, I think yeah. so. I think it's because they both have square pupils and that's why they kind of. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's probably it. <laughs> that's, they have a connection. When they look at each other's eyes, they see each other's <laughs> eyes, you know? Yeah. So Patrick uh, is there to cheer on SpongeBob. He lifts himself from his rock house and, uh, you know, he says uh, he's got a surprise for SpongeBob uh, at the ceremony. (laughs) So he's obviously it's, you know, you guys have uh, Jordan Zoolander fan. Yeah. Yeah. He has a Zoolander moment coming up here. Yes. Yes. Yeah. where he thinks he wins the uh, promotion, but it's clear that even with the giant banner with Spidward's face <laughs> on it that he lost, he goes up to the microphone and gives a speech, uh, very Zoolander-y. Yeah. Uh, what'd you think of that moment, guys? Oh, so funny. And I <laughs> forgot that that happened. <laughs> I think um, they really drill it in by him, like crabs whispering into his ear and him repeating it. And Zoolander doesn't have that, you know, where it really yeah. makes super cringe. Uh, so I think they did a good job. There's a, there's at least one extra layer to this joke that we've seen many times before. So you get an, you get a chuckle out of me for that. Yeah. Did we, did we premiere the snow yet about the moratorium on uh, jokes and songs yet? No, that's for November. So, well, actually, may, maybe one of them dropped this week. I don't know. We're planning ahead, so okay. I don't think so. To be, to be honest, though, I'm, I'm just trying to be that hype man, just throwing out the content <laughs> at those listeners. Well, hey, I mean, if you want to hear the snow, you got to join our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash ninety under ninety. That's right. Please do. Um, yeah. Anyway, thank you. Um, so SpongeBob's on it. SpongeBob's on his way to uh, <laughs> yeah. to work there, and uh, when he finally makes it, yeah, he he gives that speech. It's totally awkward, and Krabs is forced his 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 claw is forced to tell SpongeBob what why he didn't give him the promotion, and that really sets him off on a depression. He even sings about it. <laughs> yeah, because I think prior to that, he's like na 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 promotion. Yeah, and then he's walking away. He's like. Depression. <laughs> <laughs> he's super bummed and he's just got his head down and uh and it works because out. it's like way in the distance the, yeah. the sound of him just yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um meanwhile you've got uh this guy i never really did like i don't think you're supposed to like uh plankton plankton yeah. a character i completely forgot existed yeah and then this is the point where Caitlin goes, oh, so the whole movie is just the exact super objective of the show? And I'm just like, yeah. I guess. I've never watched the show. Ooh. I don't know. Analytical. <laughs> Throwing a little shade at, Sponge- at SpongeBob. I guess. Yeah. Um, Plankton, uh, he sees that uh, how well Krabs is doing. I mean, he's got a new location for CryEye, and nobody has gone into his chum bucket across the street. Never. Who so, wants to eat at a chum bucket? I know. Just rename and rebrand, dude. You I don't know. Have... Maybe and he's, a, a... he's an evil genius. He has all these inventions. And it's like, I think you're doing okay. Maybe you don't have, like, yeah. attention. But 
You're doing okay. Why are you running a restaurant when you have a robot wife, which she does, named Karen, and (laughs) he has all these evil plans to take over uh, the the town, at least, uh, Bikini Bottom? Yeah. He's, he's yeah, it seems like the, uh, the the old chung bucket is unnecessary. You probably could have found another way to get them buckets on them heads. It's almost like if if the mobsters were offended that no one was eating at their front. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah, right. Why don't they like our spaghetti? It's like, <laughs> what do you mean all of us sitting in one booth scares people? <laughs> yeah. All, literally all day. <laughs> While other people come in to report information to them. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds great. There should be a place. What if there was a place called The Front? The Front. There were actors <laughs> who, who played that. That's Lobster. brilliant. That's, that's like, not a bad idea. That's like a, a simpler version of Tony and Tina's wedding. Hey, it's like, welcome to The Front. We accept cash only. No paper trails. I'm yeah. Tony. I'll be your waiter. <laughs> everything, everything on the menu is priced in Somalians. <laughs> <laughs> but if anybody asks, you can call me Bill. Don't, don't tell him it's Tony, okay? <laughs> oh, okay, Bill. Yeah. Wink, wink. <laughs> can I go to the bathroom now? Can you get out of the way of the urinal? <laughs> what do you need to use the urinal for, huh? Yeah, you asking too many questions. Where's the bathroom? Where's oh, the what, are you trying to get rid of something? Oh. Huh? What oh. are you hiding? Oh. And they just go, oh, oh. for an hour. Yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Their improv skills are very limited, so they just <laughs> just to that pretty much. Oh, oh, um, oh, 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 that's all they know how to do is variations <laughs> on ho. So Plankton, he sees he's doing, you know, Krabs is doing pretty well, so he's got to he's got to do better, and he's got he's already exhausted plans A through Y. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, like he's done all that he can apparently, mm-hmm. except for that's Z. That's when. He, and he calls, he says, Karen, my robot wife, what do I do? <laughs> he's like, what about the letter Z, you dumbass? And he's like, oh. You guys, um, mm-hmm. I don't know, Jordan or Mike, or if you guys have ever watched uh, Earth to Ned on Disney Plus. No. So Earth to Ned is a, it's a Jim Henson production. Brian Henson created, uh-huh. um, it's a talk show, like a, a late night talk show with this big large alien named ned who interviews people and Whoa. uh his his whole objective is to uh you know to learn more about the planet so that they can eventually invade the planet um that but sounds he, awesome he's got a um an andy richter like co-host uh-huh. who, or a band leader and then he's got this this lady named betty who is literally just a digital like <laughs> screen and what her, and it reminded me so much of Karen in this, and I was just like, oh, now I got to go watch Earth to Ned. <laughs> I highly that recommend. It. Great. I highly recommend. It. Earth to Ned, you're welcome for the plug. So Disney um, Plus, I know you need the promotion. Oh yeah, they they're really hurting for it. Yeah, they don't seem to be doing so great. So Plankton, he gets Plan Z. Plan Z is uh, well, we we get to see it unfold live. He didn't get to you know unveil it ahead of time. So, but uh, let's just say it's it's pretty effective. It's mm-hmm. you know. So basically, what happens next is um, SpongeBob goes on a bender at uh, the yeah. Goofy Goobers because he was supposed <laughs> to celebrate there after his promotion, but he ends yeah. up there anyway. This sitting time alone in, at the bar, the nut room. Just uh, <laughs> drown in his sorrows, and uh, Patrick shows up, and uh, this is after Patrick uh, flashed 
everybody by flying yeah. in with a uh, congratulations SpongeBob flag between his butt cheeks. Yep. Um, <laughs> and he crashed into the Spidward uh, banner, of course. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Patrick's just you know he's he's Patrick, so he shows yeah. up. And he's, uh, what's wrong? Is uh, oh, it's uh, the pressure's already setting in about being manager. <laughs> and uh, SpongeBob tells, gives him the bad news, and uh, he's about to head home, you know, forlorn. And uh, that's when Patrick orders, uh, like their goofy goober, triple nutty buddy berry Sunday thing. Yeah. And the I love when they uh, show just the normal people reacting to their idiocy. They yeah. got the bartender guy. He keeps serving them round after round, and they're being completely obnoxious, getting ice yeah. cream everywhere. Uh, and you just cut to him, just just fuck my life. Just yep. he has to wear <laughs> that peanut on his head. Yeah, he uniform, and yeah. you think he says something like, "Why do I always get the nuts?" Yeah, not fuck my life. Although I would have loved that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, always kind of, always kind of a sucker for. Uh, sequences where in a, a kid's cartoon when the characters get drunk on sugar mm-hmm. it's just never not funny to me <laughs> i'll <laughs> tell so you what i've had enough like that kind <laughs> yeah. Of talk. yeah yeah Any, anytime someone's getting drunk off of not liquor <laughs> yeah uh so, like, i think wakes up in the morning with the five o'clock just... shadow hung over <laughs> he looks terrible after yeah. this scene. I'm not I'm not much of a drinker, but I'll tell you what, my facial hair never grows that fast when I'm <laughs> drinking alcohol. You just for me, it I can't stop it. That last night I shaved and then I had a bender and this is what it is yeah. now. I don't you know. You woke up like that. I don't know if you listeners squeezed can see it out this. just like Dennis. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Now that you mentioned it, I called this out on the stupid Adams Family animated 2019 uh, version uh, when Pugsley does his mamushka knockoff ceremony and he has to squeeze out a beard on command. It's so lame. And in this, it's so funny when Dennis, the hitman, <laughs> squeezes out a mustache. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. Uh, that was one of my favorite like moments of seeing this in the theater. I can I distinctly remember my favorite moments. That was one of them, and then I'll mention the other one in just a few moments. I wonder so. if it's the same as as mine because it, it might be. I laughed as hard harder than I've ever laughed <laughs> at the, at this one moment in this movie. Okay. Um. So there's another plot going on, and that has that involves King Neptune, voiced by Jeffrey Tambor. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. He's got a daughter, voiced by Scarlett Johansson. Who she's. Yeah. We got Jeffrey Tambor doing something, and then you got Scarlett Johansson doing nothing. Yep. And uh, this is why I hate when they cast certain celebrities in voiceover roles. Just let the voiceover actors or the people who can do voices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no reason for Scarlett Johansson. She adds nothing. She sounds flat and boring, just like in everything that she's in. Oh, I don't know. I wouldn't go so far as to say that, but I don't know why she's in this. No, uh, I, I'm saying that her movies are fine, but she sounds flat and boring in everything. <laughs> Even in her, she sounds flat and boring, and I'm like, why would Joaquin Phoenix be attracted to this boring-ass Wow, Jared. Okay, all right. Well, it's like, is was she a git back then when, this, when they were casting she, for this movie? She absolutely. must have been. This is right around Lost in Translation. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um... Uh, I, I won't I won't go so hard against it, but yeah, I think she's like I will say, I'll meet you halfway and say I think there's a thin line between sultry and sexy and and bored when it comes yeah. to sometimes voice performances. Um, I get nothing but bored from Scarlet. Right. 
Like, why are you even in the booth right now? Like, I don't know. Dad, are you saying that I'm stalling? <laughs> That's um, my ScarJo impression. Not All right. bad. <laughs> so, but um, yeah, so I, I guess the Bikini Bottom is a monarchy. Yeah. Yeah. He's a king, <laughs> so, and he's got a crown. And uh, the, basically what happens is uh, Plankton's Plan Z involves framing Mr. Krabs for stealing the crown from the king. Yeah. And then I guess selling it off to someone in Shell City. Yeah. And then uh, I don't know what his plan. Well, his plan is mind control from there, and it works. It's just he has this kind of like little thread to the plot where he has to send a hitman named Dennis to go kill SpongeBob because he's yes. going to recover the crown. That's real simple. Get rid of the crown so you can get rid of the king. Mm-hmm. Hire some people to kill the people trying to get the crown. That's that's what we got going on here. It's like a kids movie. Go, going back to Pee Wee's Big Adventure. It's like if Francis Buxton hired a hitman to kill Pee Wee <laughs> while he was going to retrieve yeah. his bike. When that squiggy looking guy takes the money from Francis to get rid of the bike, it's as if Francis was just like, and also <laughs> fork over my money for killing him, Buxton. for doing him for you, Buxton. <laughs> Um, so that's basically, so Bungebob goes on a bender and like the next morning he wakes up at the Goofy Goobers and you guys have to, I have to mention that this Goofy Goobers song that they play, this, this mascot who comes out in a peanut costume sings it. You just, they sing it, Spongebob, Patrick, you hear it at least six times before the ultimate twisted sister. I want to rock uh, parody where they do a variation of uh, Goofy Goober, but, uh, they really want to drill that in. And and hope that you remember so that when they lean on it in the third act, you were like, ah, yes, <laughs> and it works. Yeah, it does. It, it it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Like I'm trying to think of a bad example. I'm thinking here's an okay example. Okay, uh, get him to the Greek, um, the furry walls bit. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. They 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 lean on the, that. They have this moment of, earlier. And then, yeah, later on, they're like, oh, it became a song. We better we better hope that it's a sec, uh, successful comedic sequence. Otherwise, our, our very end punchline does not callback doesn't work. Although in the case of Get Him to the Greek, I believe the situation was they the audiences found the furry walls scene so funny that they oh, wrote a song and added it that's, later. That's how you do it. Oh, really? Okay. That's, that's how you do it. I, I don't know how accurate that is. That's my memory of that situation that they were like oh we have to capitalize on the furry walls bit (laughs) i I still think it's just an okay example of that (laughs) yeah it's it's, a squeezed you know look it's an okay example of a movie you know it's it's nothing special but it's it's not bad um i watched that back to back with forgetting sarah marshall it's like watching halloween 2 right after halloween 1 it's uh (laughs) it's still pretty good but it's not as great as the first um so SpongeBob, he goes back to work and he's going to tell off Mr. Krabs as Spidward's getting uh, pampered and groomed for his managerial position. Yeah. And uh, Neptune is uh, – what happens with the whole stealing of the crown sequence? Can someone – He He's about to ex- – okay, the crown is sitting on a thing mm-hmm. and he's talking to someone else. And doesn't it just get stolen? 
Yeah, it just gets yeah. It's okay, like he's at simple. his his castle, and he his uh, what happens constantly? Is Scarlett Johansson, his daughter, who I think looks a bit like a nerdier Scarlett Johansson, like his her Ghost World character. Maybe, she looks like of? Fish Velma, is what she looks she like. She does. She does. Yeah. <laughs> um, she's down there, and she keeps undermining her father whenever he rules with an iron fist. She doesn't like that. She's yes, more yes, of a benevolent right. leader, and she's gonna be a leader. So she's like, these are my subjects, my future subjects. Don't fuck with them, Dad. And he's always all like, you know. Don't don't tell me what to do. And then as they're bickering, yeah, the plankton guy comes in and swipes the crown in the background. Mm-hmm. Uh, he leaves a note though to frame Mr. Krabs. Yes, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> now, movies like blockbusters, like Civil War, for example, they go through painstaking efforts to frame like the Winter Soldier in that movie. In this movie, there's just a note. <laughs> and yeah. That's how you frame something. I think that's both extremes of the spectrum. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I pretty mean. Much. I, Leaving a note and yeah. working up to it for two acts <laughs> with deep fake or some kind of mask or something. So there were they. I don't remember the all of Civil War, but it was quite an intricate plot from Zemo. Yeah. But uh, anyway, uh, SpongeBob comes back. He's going to tell off Mr. Krabs all hungover, which is great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> he yeah. blows raspberries at him. That's what he has to say to him. <laughs> and once again, reiterating the theme, he's like, you think I'm just some kid? Well, I'm a man, and this is what I have to say as a man. <laughs> like a, that's it. And yep. he feels kind of better after that, especially after all the ice cream last night. And uh, that's when Neptune shows up, and he's gonna execute Mr. Krabs for taking his crown. And thankfully, ScarJo, his daughter's there to uh, intervene. Yes. And work out a deal. To bore him out of his excitement to murder. Yes. All right, just stop talking. It's so I guess she is good at stalling. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I'm pro ScarJo. (laughs) I'm pro ScarJo, too. I just, I find her voice to be very boring. Mm, Sultry. (laughs) (laughs) Team Sultry or Team Boring? (laughs) Yeah, tweet us at 90 under 90 which team you are, and we'll have a competition. At the end of this season, we'll reveal the winner. Fight to the death on an audio medium. You'll hear us. One of us will die in audio. Wow. Yep. It's going to be exciting. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway. Um, okay. So SpongeBob, his, okay. That's the inciting incident is the crown being stolen and the execution here. Here's his, and also being tasked to uh, go and recover the crown as a man. That's a man's yes. task, right? So, Krabs is like kind of like Bugs Life, maybe he's like maybe he can flick and fuck off for a while as I like, go and send him <laughs> off to the the city to go get some bug warriors. Um, and he does. He he's, he goes and he's on his way. And uh, who's the? He's given a. Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, I was just gonna say who's the squirrel? She's like in this for two lines. Sandy. Yeah. Yeah. She's... She yeah she was like a, she's a pretty big side character in the TV mm-hmm. show. But it is one of those things for the movie where it's like, I feel like when I was a kid and I saw this, I was like, oh, Sandy's not really in it. But now watching it, it's like, I'm glad they didn't just bog this thing down. Yeah. It would have been too much. Yeah. This, does not, <laughs> this does not need to be an ensemble <laughs> film. No, 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 no. It's, it's, it's the SpongeBob movie. It needs to be about him. So, yeah. but yeah, that's Sandy. All right. Well, she's in this, guys. Um, anyway, he's, he goes to the, <laughs> he's going to Shell City to get the crown. And he's going to take the paddy wagon. Yes. Which is a promotional car that Krabs has in the garage. And it's shaped like a Krabby Patty. It's tricked out, guys. Powered mm-hmm. by 
uh, fryers. French yep. fry fryers. Dual and fryers. Yes. Uh, it's got like yeah. a grilled patty seat. Grilled leather interior. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then a spatula is what is the key to turn it on. Sesame seed uh, finish. And I love when they when they take it out and they like go over a hill and it just like stacks like a cheeseburger. Yeah, it's perfect. It's, yeah, it's it just not very practical, but I love it. No, but I love I'm wondering. It. There is a um an auto museum that I just discovered online that I want to go to. It's only about 25 minutes from me, my place. They've got like all the Batmobiles and a bunch of movie oh. cars there. Mm-hmm. So like the pictures look amazing, but they also have this section of like animated. Uh, vehicles that they like made into real life vehicles cool. and i'm wondering if this is there because <gasps> if this is there i i definitely want to go see the, the yeah oh i would love Big that cool. it's in um volo illinois what the hell is volo illinois <laughs> it's, uh, real real close wow <laughs> okay like wow away. uh so he drives the, he's driving the paddy wagon patrick of course joins him on this journey yes. of manhood and um, they're on their way, and that's when they end up at the county line. And that's yeah. here's my fun, here's my favorite part, Jerry. Is this yeah. your favorite part here? <laughs> no, With the two hicks. No, well, that's pretty funny, okay. but no, it's not my favorite part. But this, it is a pretty this, damn funny sequence. This part sequence. makes me laugh so hard. Yeah, they these guys they're sitting on their at the gas station on their porch like a couple of country folk in their flannel and their hats, and they they see the the city the city folk drive up in their crabby paddy wagon up to the county line, and there's such a clear divide between home and away, you know. Mm-hmm. And these guys see them, and they're like they make a crack about the paddy wagon. I I can't remember. It was like does this oh, thing. I think- doesn't mean yeah. mustard or ketchup. <laughs> ketchup. <laughs> yeah. And the what I'm sure what makes you laugh just as hard is the the knee slap. Yes, it's the yeah. knee slap. Oh yeah. my gosh, it's so funny. And I, I'm like curious when they, they were writing the movie, like they just thought of this one tiny little thing, and they're in the writer's room and stuff, and then they're like, okay, but then they do it again, and then yeah. SpongeBob and Patrick do it too. <laughs> it's just kind of like a long yeah. little sequence. The, I love. I love uh, anytime you got like two hick characters or characters who are like sub standard like mm-hmm. uh, uh uh human beings or creatures in this case, but they act like everyone else is the weird ones. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're fucked yeah. up for having that weird car. It's like <laughs> yeah. uh, it's like how we like bullies and like the hocus pocus bullies, like just bullies. Generic PG bullies are yeah. great. <laughs> generic PG bullies is uh. Is a great subset of characters. Yeah. Yes, this is like stock hillbillies. <laughs> right. That we love. They and I think I'm I think they Jordan I think they might have maybe figured this out in the direction like storyboarding it. What if we did a punch in on the knee like the yeah. third time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Um, that's my favorite part, Jerry. You'll have to point out yours. I, I will. I got it on my <laughs> list here. It's coming up shortly. Okay. So, okay. So the gag is that SpongeBob and Patrick they say you're not gonna make two seconds out of here, and it's so great because as soon as they cross the county line, there's a burly fish <laughs> in like a hood with like eye holes, and he says, "All right, guys, get out!" Like really calmly, <laughs> and takes their car, and they're like, "How long was that?" And they're like, "12 seconds." And like in your, they have an in your face moment. Yeah. Sponge yeah. And Patrick, and they slap their knee and they laugh and then at they the. Walk hit. away laughing. 
And that to me is kind of like a perfect summation of, of who those two idiots are as characters is that the yeah. optimism of them yeah. in the face of idiocy is great. Um, so they have the press on and uh, it's I think not, this, yeah. this movie does a good job too of like, I think the pacing's pretty good. I don't know. Sometimes in, especially kids movies, they can just spend too much time on stuff and it just gets boring. Like the, the next 15 minutes is kind of boring, but they do look good. Like, you know, all, all I care about is SpongeBob and Patrick. So whenever it cuts back to that, like, okay, that's great. But when they cut back, anytime they cut back to Bikini Bottom for basically the building of the story, mm-hmm. I feel like it's it's done well and it's in a, they use their time well. It's like efficient. And there's still some laughs in there too. Yeah. But they, I, it's just, it cuts back a lot. And I just, I think they do a good job of it. This movie is like, for a, a movie that is under 90 minutes, I usually take like a page and a half of notes. And this is much closer to two because they, they cram so much in. So like, yeah, yeah efficient is the perfect word to describe this movie. Cause yeah. yeah, they, it's, they give you all laughs, but you still get every bit of plot that you need. It's just the bare minimum amount to get you by and it works. When yeah. they, when they also, I would say when they intercut back and forth so much between what's going on in the city and what's going on in the main plot, and they do it so much, it makes the movie seem longer, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. I think you you stretch them out more and make them bigger chunks. I think I don't know, maybe it works better, but I I I, I don't have a problem with the pacing of this movie. Really. No, not at all. No. Um. So they they press on, and uh, this is when okay. So Neptune, he fr- they have six days to recover the crown. That's the deal that ScarJo, the daughter, brokered with the Neptune king. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he freezes crabs, and uh, he's just sitting there in the Krabby Patty. <laughs> And that's when Plankton is easy. He just easily strolls in, takes the recipe for the Krabby mm-hmm. Patty in a bottle, like a message in a bottle type yeah. of aesthetic, which is great. And then he just leaves. And now he's making Krabby Patties. And that's his first step, of, first tier of Plan Z, I believe. It ends in mind control, yes. Uh, yes. dystopia, but like post-apocalyptic bikini bottom. Um, so we, we're really now the stakes have never been higher for our, our heroes to, to press on. And I think uh, it's not long before Dennis is tasked to hunt them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty much right after this. Plankton gets the recipe, and then he calls in backup in the form of, of <laughs> an intimidating figure named Dennis. Yeah. Voiced by Alec Baldwin in another role that Alec Baldwin pulls off where I'm like, it doesn't sound like Alec Baldwin. No. He sounds like Alec Baldwin. Yeah. Like, it's, it, it's, it's good. Weird. Yeah, it's yeah, a good he, performance. It's like uh, it's you know, this is a, a probably a pretty obscure reference, but the Clerks cartoon. Mm. He plays Leonardo oh, Leonardo, yeah. like the mayor of the town that they're in. And for all of those episodes, I was just like, I, that's voice sounds familiar. And then you find out it's Alec Baldwin. And you're like, that's that didn't sound anything like Alec Baldwin. But dude, dude loves to act, and dude is good at acting. And uh, right now he's <laughs> yeah. in. Hell. Dude loves to act yeah. so much that he will uh, fire all the union workers and hire on non-union workers, and that's why he's in the situation that he is now. Oh well, I'm saying, look, dude's he, in the dude's in hell right now. But I gotta say, accident. It's, it's kind of it's partly his own fault. He was a producer uh, on that movie as an actor. Oh, I his, did not know that development. As a producer on that movie, who agreed, yes, we can keep working without union uh, workers. Yeah, you kind of set this situation in motion. So you can't. It's a complicated uh, situation, yeah. Complicated, but he'll come off clean like he always does. Uh, um, I I got nothing against Alec Baldwin, but like maybe we shouldn't let this one slide as much. 
That's Ooh. all. Was that in response to the, because there's a lot Oof. of the strikes or potential strikes happening with uh, mm-hmm. crew members? Yeah, so, with IATSE. Yeah. So was that like his response to it is just get, don't mess with the unions for this movie? Well, that was the problem. Like too many union work. I mean, we're taking a rust tangent here, but uh, yes, yeah, too many union workers like we're like, I don't we don't want to work on this movie. The conditions are such that we don't feel comfortable working on this movie. Like that was part of the problem. Like even the uh, they wanted to hire like a props master who yeah. like foresaw issues with this movie. And he's just like, I don't think that's a good idea. And yet everyone pushed forward and mm-hmm. got a bunch of people there who are not fully pop probably properly trained for their job. And then you have somebody die on set. Sorry for that, Yikes. folks. Getting back to SpongeBob. The yeah. Movie. Back they, to a uh, fun Alec Baldwin role. Yes. We can <laughs> we can talk positively about this. He ripped some lips off of some fish. Which, you know, a good rip lip is something you need in a 2D animation. Yeah. <laughs> you either need to rip off the lips or you need to grab the neck so hard that it stretches the neck like three feet. From yes. their shoulders, and like that's how you know you got a bad guy. One or the other. All right, so <laughs> Plankton's got some helmets that he's going to use to mind control everybody in town. SpongeBob and Patrick go to a place called the Tough Tavern, so you know there's going to be some tough guys in there. Uh, Again, just like Pee Wee's Big Adventure, we get another <laughs> yeah, moment where he goes much, into a bar yeah. he they don't belong in. That's right. Satan's helpers are in there, and SpongeBob and Plank, uh, Patrick go in there, and they're gonna. They notice that uh, the key to their ride is on one of these, the, the, the very same tough guy who stole their ride earlier. So they're gonna go in, and then one of them uh, has to do the distraction, the other one has to grab it. Patrick's distraction is terrible. Yep. He says, uh, "Attention, everyone." He gets it. Everyone crowds around him with their weapons in hand. <laughs> And uh, he says, I have to use the bathroom. And then they point to where the bathroom is. And he goes and SpongeBob, uh, as he's about to take the key, he pretends he's getting a contact. And he, they meet in the bathroom and he confronts him. He's like, what are you doing? That's the worst distraction I've ever seen. And then, like, we take a timeout to yeah. do, like, a bubble party. Yeah. Like a, a foam party. No, <laughs> yeah. a bubble party in the bathroom from the soap dispenser. And they're just loving it. But... <laughs> I love the rules in, like, these kids' movies sometimes. These bikers hate bubbles, apparently. They have a real bone to pick with anyone who blows bubbles. They're men, and that's kids' stuff. Yeah. It's just like the bikers who have a problem with someone using their payphone. Bikers have issues with very specific things. They do. Yeah. Um, And uh, so, like, the guy has to suss out who's the baby blowing bubbles in the bar. And uh, it's a very tense moment because he has everybody line up and Patrick and uh, and SpongeBob. And this is all like very – it's all on brand. It's all cohesive to make this scene about anti-babies and men. OK, that's that ties into the theme perfectly. And the way to suss out the boys from the men is by playing the Goofy Goober song. All of this is cohesive, gelling narratively. He plays it and they can't even – like Roger Rabbit. Yep. With the song, the record in the bar, when he's like freaking out because he can't contain himself with Judge Doom, they can't barely contain themselves about singing the lyrics along with the Goofy Goober song. Thankfully, there's two other guys, these conjoined twins, who also sing before <laughs> they can do it. Yeah. And they get their, I imagine they get their asses beat within their yeah. lives <laughs> like, yeah. by these bikes. It kind of looked like everyone was about to crack. So just like yeah. everyone's a goofy goober. 
That is a great, like a little, you know, I didn't notice that. So it's almost like an Easter egg. And it's a nice way to tell the audience we're all little kids inside. Yeah. You know, I love the this is a great example of when you have people who are extremely mad, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. Is like You better not like where they're so yeah. extreme, like a wrestler, like a Hulk Hogan type veins yeah. in their forehead. They say is like as hard as they possibly can say it. Exactly. And that's like yeah, another yeah. thing. You, you can draw it. You can draw it with them just screaming or you can draw the veins and the spit coming yeah. out of their mouth, you know? Yeah. Um, so they're on their way. They get the they end up getting the spatula, don't they? They get out of there mm-hmm. uh, yeah. as they're beating up these conjoined twins. Right. And uh, they're on their way back in the car. And uh, meanwhile, back at Bikini Bottom, Plankton has uh, the he tells Karen that nothing can stop him now because he has the big head, right? The the big head. Is that what I'm seeing here? <laughs> I don't know. That, that, that's from third rock from the sun. Yeah. He's, <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm reading a plot summary. I didn't, There's I didn't watch it. I'm just saying. Squidward come in at that point to confront yeah. Plankton. Yeah. Um, Plankton, uh, so the chum bucket is gaining popularity. People start going there and like Squidward is on his way to work and sees that everybody's got these buckets and everything. And then that's when he Squidward immediately realizes, oh, you stole the recipe and now you're yeah. like gaining popularity. Squidward. Squidward. I'm sorry. Squidward. Yeah. And yeah. I love he, that he, he rides that that bike. I don't know what that bike is called. Uh, but is, is it a recumbent bicycle? No, that's the, that, the big one with the big wheel in front. Um, yeah, that, that that laying down laid bicycle down. that I see the old laid... people riding around my exactly. neighborhood. Exactly, and then, he would and that... have that, wouldn't yeah, he? Yeah, because then later on he tells Plankton, like, I know what you're doing. I listen to public radio. He, oh my God, yeah. yes. Spidward is such a fleshed out character. He would have that bike, and he would listen to NPR quietly <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in his house. <laughs> and because of that, he like knows his whole plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's smart <laughs> as a result. Like so. There's something to be said about these meek grumps who may inherit the earth and then rescind their duties to SpongeBob. Yeah. The... <laughs> so um, the, the mind control plot is is coming in full effect here. He makes these helmets and then eventually he has an antenna that uh, controls all of all their minds. Very, I guess, Starro, uh, Suicide Squad. It's all cult of personality here. Yeah. The bikini bottom now. We have a, a big action sequence coming up here with this. Uh, is this the Cyclops? Like, what is the Cyclops? Is it the fish with the old lady? No, the or Cyclops, no, the Cyclops is Cyclops when they get to Shell the... City. Okay. Yeah. Oh, of course. That's the, the guy in the... Okay. The They encounter, like, this... What do they call those? Um, the lantern that ones. Fish. With the, which one? I don't, I don't know yeah, what that Yeah, the, swall- the ones with the distractees. That yeah. Distractees. Yeah. <laughs> the distractee in this one is an old lady who's giving, uh, who has an ice cream, free ice cream stand. Yeah. And it's yeah. it's gross. Yeah. She's like, I mean, it's like the tongue or whatever of the fish, and it's just <laughs> sticky and gross. And when the cat comes out, it's like veiny. It's, yeah, like, what is, it's is that gross. a tonsil that comes out as I, a cat? Yeah, I guess. Is the uvula, the woman. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So she's running this and like, okay, so SpongeBob and Patrick, they like as they're walking to this free ice cream stand, the there's a pile of bones that just keeps accumulating the closer they get. And then uh, as they're about to claim their prize, the distraction is, as we mentioned, the fish is using its like tongue or uvula as as this old woman that can talk. It's like a ventriloquist. And then it hunts them. 
and there's a big chase scene here in the the hamburger the Krabby Patty car, and uh, yep, it ends with uh, very much like an episode one kind of deal. This whole thing was like episode one for me when they're <laughs> underwater, because uh, they're trying to evade that the distracty fish. And then they end up off of a cliff, and the distracty fish gets swallowed by a bigger fish. Yeah. And uh, that is that what happened in episode one? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. There's always a bigger fish. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I think the – I don't know if I ever would have even picked up on what a joke it is, but the sheer length of that worm-like creature, that eel-like uh-huh. creature that goes – Oh, it's, yeah. It, you see that like the mm-hmm. tail end like catching up to it, and it takes so long. It yeah. does for that worm to like. I like that end moment. The, I do that too. Was, but I was just saying, it's like a funny joke that that's yeah. that long. It was such a. It. it was such a striking visual to me. They're at the cliff, and you see that thing that swallows the distracty fish, and it creates like an arch. Like yeah. at the end, I was like, that's kind of that's cool. That's great imagery. If someone were to yeah, take that into a cool. different thing, you know, like I don't know. You guys see Dune? They should have sandworms do that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I watched Dune. I thought it was just okay. Or a, a crate dragon. It today. Are you, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't want to. You know what? <laughs> no, it's okay. Well, yeah. look, sandworms are not like anything uh, secret to the Dune franchise. That's I know. I've, I've, I've read the, bur- the book. I know about sandworms. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like to paint people's like, and I probably don't. That's the thing. I, I think I overestimate me painting people's uh, going into a movie by saying, ah, it wasn't for me. Like, you don't like you will decide if you like it or not. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I said that like ahead of time, you know, but uh, yeah. Uh, no Time to Die sucked. Anyway. Um, well, yeah, that one was just kind of boring. I really did not like No Time to Die. We, can, we, we You want to get into it, Jer? <laughs> uh, yeah, for the movie I haven't seen. Great, uh, let's do it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was the uh, the next Daniel Craig movie. <laughs> the final yeah. one. Yeah. That's what I think. Um, okay. So this leads them to a trench and they yes. they basically lose all confidence in themselves. It's yes. their lost point kind of it's time to go home. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then, you know, Fish Velma comes in and gives him a little bit of a pep talk. Yeah. You um, need to mention the bag of wind that she gave him like when they embarked like their little item. Yeah. Supposed to be like the ruby slippers. Get him right back home or, or the eagle in uh, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, they're yeah lost point here okay and spongebob turns around he says i can't cross that trench i'm not man enough and then comes my favorite part of this movie where (laughs) they're very emotional they start crying because they're concerned (laughs) and they shoot tears out of their eyes to the other person's mouth yep (laughs) and i laughed harder than anything i've watched this, this entire season and and uh, the Scarlet joins and goes, ew, gross. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not enough to be shooting tears. Like, you know, that would be funny enough. It's a cartoon mm-hmm. moment to be forcing tears out of your eyes. But to shoot them straight yeah. forward into someone's mouth is next level. Yeah. Yep. She, she shows them the stakes are so high, guys. You have to complete your mission. She shows them, like, through some device, like, that what's going on back home, and there's a monument being built in Plankton's honor, and it just looks bad out there, so they gotta get that crown back. I don't know what happens to towns when they go awry, but, like, Sky just turns orange when things go to shit. I, yeah. 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 What color is the water in Bikini Bottom right now? Because that's not actual Sky. 
murky yeah, swamp water. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the we're we're finally we're we're coming to a head here. Like they finally they make their way to Shell City eventually here. Well, yeah, they get they, so when they go through the trench, they do that song. Yeah, with, they they sing oh, their way right. ass backwards through this trench, yeah. and they which they, might be yeah. my favorite part of the movie. And when <laughs> that one time when it was on in that hotel room when Mike and I were watching it, that's when we were laughing really hard because <laughs> it's just they just do they just go for it here and <laughs> just do this crazy song and they're they're it's death is imminent at every turn. And then eventually, I just love where all the monster fish just become their friends and cheer them on. And then they call them ugly. And so they're just like, aww. Like, You'd think that they would all you. at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they forest gump their way through the trench and gain a bunch of followers. That's <laughs> forest gump. Uh, yeah, they make their way. And then that's when Dennis, the hitman, confronts them for the first time. Yeah. He says, oh, we we also we 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 can't forget that they were they did they were turned into men by Fish oh. Velma by the, oh, getting yeah. their mustaches. She slaps yeah. seaweed on their faces and they say, yeah. "You got a mustache, yay!" <laughs> and they have the confidence to just walk off the ledge into the trench instead of taking the stairs. Yep. Right. And um, Dennis confronts them after all that, and uh, he's gonna it's eye for an eye. He's gonna hate. Because earlier SpongeBob accidentally stepped on Plankton and squished him all over the uh, the pavement, so that's what Dennis that's has like, to that, do. That part kind of hurt. Yeah. To watch he's, like scraping Plankton, but yeah. it's also so funny. <laughs> it's his screams; they're blood curdling when he yeah. scrapes him. Um, and that's so. Instead of Dennis stomping on them, a twist: a a human foot comes into frame, giant, and stomps Dennis. And we see it belongs to a human man in the ocean, and he's wearing the the deep diving sub mm-hmm. submarine uh, outfit, like old school. And that's the mm-hmm. Cyclops of it. I'm realizing, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which, Very neat. Again, I another thing I love is like when you think that there's a monster, and it's like that monster is given a name, and then like we picture something, yes. you know, we picture a Cyclops, yeah. but then yeah. this is their version of what a Cyclops would be to them. Great. It's like yeah. the one-eyed man in Cannibal the Musical. He's not technically a Cyclops. <laughs> they do that a lot in um, Rugrats. That's what like Rugrats is built on, is the misunderstandings and their adventures based on, like, yeah. I heard overheard this, so this must mean this. Like, it's uh, very cute and naive, and uh, that's what happens here. We find out also that, to, to build on that, Shell City is just a knick-knack stand yeah. at a marina, yeah. like on a beach. Which is <laughs> fucking brilliant. Like, yeah. it is. It, it, the idea that this has been just a store the entire time that they think is some land that they can't get to. My only question is, why are there signs underwater pointing to it? For for SpongeBob. To, to warn you. <laughs> so SpongeBob knows where to go. <laughs> to warn it. That I get. Like, up ahead, don't go this way. Like, it's super dense. Yeah. That I get. It's like maybe stay out, but um, but yeah, yeah, the crown is there, and the crown is being sold for seven dollars. <laughs> <laughs> um, this whole scene is great. It's live action, except they're cartoons, and they're in a fishbowl. If you've ever, can you imagine just having a a cartoon in your fishbowl in live action? <laughs> just two of them. Be great. And um. He takes them out. He's going to make knickknacks out of them. They find out because he has a cl- Alexander clam shell or clam he, bell. Yeah. And he put googly eyes on a shell. And they're like, they're making yeah. smelly knickknacks. And, and then laugh maniacally. 
Yeah. yeah. Like he's accomplishing his ultimate yeah. goal. <laughs> it's nefarious. He knows. Yeah. Like he knows yeah, that there's like, sentient. What's his story? <laughs> I do want to learn more about the, the Cyclops. He's Sid. He's Sid from Toy yeah. Story? He oh. even gets a Sid moment at the end. Um, not finding it. Nemo with the fishes in the tank, because that's just a like a get out kind of great escape. Like in Toy Story, they fuck his mind up, and I feel yeah, like yeah. this guy <laughs> got to go to therapy and then become a garbage man years later. Yeah, yeah right. Um, what I love is he's la- he laughs maniacally. He puts them on like a little um like a, under a lamp on a little uh, desk. Mm-hmm. Heat and, lamp, yeah. And he goes to take a shit while like he laughs maniacally. <laughs> <laughs> he goes to just slam the door, and he's in his full uh still deep dive. That's what I'm curious what the process is for that. <laughs> I'm I'm more curious about he brought a full novel into the bathroom with that him. Was How big much to read? <laughs> And he doesn't hear any of the commotion outside with the elect uh, when they well ultimately they get dried out under the lamp and it's like their true lost moment like Toy Story three furnace and yeah uh, yeah a tear they both it both rolls down the desk this, and merges to a heart I don't even want to say this like in an exaggerated way I truly think that the way that this wraps itself up is honestly like some of the best writing that we've dealt with on this show <laughs> it's i seriously good. mean that um, the, if i may yeah the tear that they both sh- their, their tears form into a heart which is funny in and of itself uh-huh. but then what's so brilliant <laughs> is that that tear travels down mm-hmm. shorts out the lamp that is heating them out or he- mm-hmm. drying them out mm-hmm. and then the smoke from that leads the sprinklers to go off to rehydrate them that's, that's right yeah, it's um, I got to walk away because it's, it's great. Uh, I'm, I'm reminded a little bit of the Nutty Professor, Two when his tear reminds Janet Jackson that um, like, it, isn't it his tear that like ultimately reactivates the serum that like is going to help him? Yeah, he cried into the fountain and then somehow Buddy Love got into the fountain. I, I thought not, of Buddy uh, <laughs> Professor, Two. I think that might have tainted it a little bit for me, but I still think it's a beautiful moment. <laughs> I think uh, Nutty Professor 2 is not nearly as clever or as well written as well, this moment. Uh, agreed, agreed. And you know what? His tears did not form heart shape, so fuck it. That's true. Mm. I mean, yeah. that would be ridiculous, Jer. <laughs> if in addition to turning into a baby in that movie, his tear yeah. turns into a heart? Yeah, that, that is, would be the ridiculous thing. That would be ridiculous, Jer. Um, so... Speaking of ridiculous, they get there. They make their way home on David Hasselhoff's back. Um, yeah. With Which the another crown. thing that made I remember laughing so hard at that because this is pre David Hasselhoff kind of like David Hasselhoff cheeseburger a, on the floor or yeah I think it's before it's definitely before that but it's also before Click and Click was like where he really got to do a comedic role. No, I don't. I think it's a year after Click, Jer. I'm sorry. Click is 2006. Oh, was it? I'm sorry. Yep. I thought it was 2003. Nope. That's anchor management. I'm sorry. Yep. Click is the last Adam Sandler movie I cared about. Therefore, I remember it was 2006. <laughs> 15 years I've been waiting for a All decent right. one. <laughs> Click is great, though. I'm also going to say I, that. I do. Click, is Click, Click makes great me cry. And makes Peyton it, Reed, right? Uh, was it? I think so. Wow. Okay. I'm, I'm going to look that up now just so I'm not uh, – I don't make a mistake, but I'm pretty sure that was Peyton that, Reed. Wow. Okay. Um. So oh, they no, write, I'm sorry. I'm oh, sorry. It's not Frank Karachi. Who did? Oh. did Peyton Reed did do an Adam Sandler movie though. Did Which he? One? I know he did. Uh, well, I'm look it up. Now, they they ride um Hasselhoff's back 
and uh, Dennis comes back and he rides like mm-hmm. the boot like of the <laughs> of yeah, the guy the cyclops does. somehow he, he like i don't know how he's riding that like like a jet ski to david hasselhoff but he makes it there and they're like this is you know you've seen fights on trains you've seen him on planes you've never seen him on a david hasselhoff back as he's acting no. like oh. a, a speedboat uh so and the best parts are when like he he gets like nipped by dennis <laughs> he goes, hey, i know yeah there, <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, they spend so much time on this it's, it's so, so great spongebob yeah. even jumps from one leg to the other yeah it's like a big moment too i want to test his manhood like how mu- how long do they have to have somebody like just stay still with water flying around them we just got to get a nice long <laughs> shot of your legs so we can animate onto it one of those shots i think is I saw, they like made they they yeah, they made a dummy of him <laughs> well there's a definitely like dummy. when they're crawling around his shoulder you can see that that's definitely a fake head with a wig on it. oh yeah yeah, yeah. the, the right. leg looks very real i don't if that's a if that's a dummy then they they must have spent a lot of money on that Hasselhoff, Hasselhoff dummy. He worked on this movie for three months, David Hasselhoff, <laughs> if you can believe that. Three months, you guys. He had to have, like, 40 body castings made, and it was like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like, we kept having problems, David, I'm sorry. But, and now you can you can buy them on eBay for thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. Great. <laughs> Um, so he may like, not only does he get them to the surface of Bikini Bottom, he launches them back down to the, the Krabby, uh, yeah. patty with his pecs, Which, like they expand yeah. out and then they clench together, creating pressure. I think that launches them down. I love, right? <laughs> I don't even know how to describe this type of joke because it's like, <laughs> It's funny enough that they're riding Hasselhoff. He arrives there at their location, and then they're just going to put, like, seven cherries on top by having his pecs turn yes. into squares <laughs> and, like, clamping on them. It like, is almost Tim and Eric-esque. Yeah. It's, like, gross <laughs> but hilarious. That's that's a great example. Um, but what I was going to say is why they got to do him dirty by, uh, like, blowing him <laughs> up at the end. No. He's fine. He has a, yeah, he's he, got a he line after that. Why do they got to do that to him? Look, every hero has to blow up at one point. I guess. Uh, no time to die. So, Super Mario <laughs> World. <laughs> Go from no time to die to Super Mario. <laughs> Criterion edition. Yeah, of the uh, video game. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you meant never mind. So they finally make it back to the bottom and it's like it times out perfectly because Neptune's about to execute crabs and they launch down and Plankton shows up. And, you know, keep in mind, everybody's under mind control. And now when they show up, Neptune even gets under the mind control of Plankton. All hope seems to be lost. But this is this is a moment where as a kid, I would have watched this and thought to myself, Oh, they were right there. Why do they have to have one more obstacle? And the answer is yeah, because it's a movie. Definitely. Like, it's a story. <laughs> right. That's why. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, I should mention on the Hasselhoff ride, Dennis gets knocked off into the water by, like, Hasselhoff going under, like, an overpass of, like, someone's, like, oh. raft or yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. Bye-bye, and, Dennis. Uh, That's it. So down their back, and um, SpongeBob, he has to give his speech of what he learned before the ultimate resolution here, and he's learned that he... 
he doesn't need to be prove anybody to anyone that he's a man because he embraces his child. And guess what? The child went down there. He went to Shell City. He got the crown back. So that makes him pretty cool. And then and he is a goofy goober. Yeah, he's all those things. And then, yep, he ultimately says he's a goofy goober. I mean, that's when we get Twisted Sisters. I want to rock, mm-hmm. but it's mm-hmm. I'm a goofy goober. And then we get a little Diamond Dave just thrown in there. A little, uh, yeah. Yeah. I love when he's doing a guitar solo and it cuts to a real person yeah. playing guitar. Yeah. <laughs> so many great things great. here in this scene. He uses his guitar to blow off the helmets. Yeah, mm. the power of rock saves everybody. I love yep. how, like, it is just it's it's almost like they're trying to out stupid each other. Like the writers of this yeah. at a certain point must <laughs> yeah. be like, Oh no, I know how we're gonna and then they do yeah. this. It's just yeah. nothing but yeah. yes ending for the rest of this movie. It's great. It felt good. We we just went through Bill and Ted, all mm. three of them for okay. MPU, and it felt good because, you know, so much of that is just we're just gonna play a rock show and that saves the world. Yeah. 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 Okay. Let's do it. And it's just <laughs> This felt like, oh, okay, here's another one in that category. I love it. So Just simple. Rock saves all in the end. Yeah. Um, I, I wonder if Toy Story, if they went that route, all the toys rock out for Sid <laughs> and they put on a show, if that would have changed the whole thing. But Less scarring for him, maybe. I do want to mention uh, when the sprinklers go off in Shell City, all of those knickknacks come to life. It's beautiful. Yeah, that's it's pretty cool great. too. The pirates get very emotional when they dry out, so it's <laughs> nice to catch up with them. <laughs> I, I love that. seeing the pirates ball like babies in the theater. Yeah, and then uh, the parrot uh, comes back on the captain's shoulder and says to look at the screen. And that is because they they the almost director. are so so upset that they're gonna leave. <laughs> <laughs> that's um. That's Steven Hillenberg as the parrot there in that yeah. scene. Yeah. Um, I read that he wanted to – he didn't want to jump the shark, pun not intended. Uh, and he, I think he wanted to end the show after this movie. And I, I think they could have. Um, but no, that's not how it worked out. No. Yeah. It, this movie is a summation. Like just in that moment like when they're, they slap the knee and they laugh – like I think this movie is a this whole movie is a good encapsulation of who SpongeBob is, and just the mm-hmm. it's a very broad but very universally connecting theme to kids about the whole being an adult thing, you know, mm-hmm. versus embracing mm-hmm. being a kid. So what more needs to be said? Apparently, uh, ten more seasons worth of material and yeah. a spinoff. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just curious what the other movies can be about. Yeah, I well, I'm definitely gonna watch Sponge Out of Water, uh, even though it's yeah. over 90. Uh, I don't know about the new one. We'll see. Sponge on the Run. I don't know who's after. Maybe Dennis comes back and he's like, <laughs> yeah, maybe. he wants his revenge. Mm-hmm. So how does this all wrap up? Um, Plankton you know, gets trampled by everybody yeah. who comes back yeah. into the restaurant mm-hmm. uh, after he becomes manager. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's um, pretty much it. <laughs> Yep, Krabs gets unfrozen. Yeah. And then, yeah, he's named the manager, and that's pretty much it. It's just like a little photo sequence of him being a manager, like cleaning a dumpster. Very, like, unglamorous things in the credits. (laughs) Yeah. I'd be so happy to do it. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And then uh, uh, you get your credits, and then uh, the pirates get kicked out of the movie theater at the very end. Yeah. By by not Lauren Lapkus, but the one who looks like Lauren Lapkus. <laughs> yep. She, she is like a Lauren she is Lapkus. Toby McGuire. She is uh, Peter Parker's neighbor in Spider Man. That's yeah. great. But yeah, very yep. very Lauren Lapkus esque. <laughs> Uh, I love that she stands her ground. You guys have to leave, and they're like, "All right." <laughs> they all just kind of leave, and that's it. Well, they Uh-oh. they threaten her at first. They're like, right. "What did you say?" And then she's like, "You, you got to leave." Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> they're, <not> even, <laughs> they're pirates. Why? Yeah. <laughs> they follow the rules, though. Yeah. They're and nice pirates. It. Yeah. Um. They're PG pirates. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. PG pirates are the best. Yeah. Uh, love this movie. Thought it was a great time. Recommended for adults and kids. Yes, this was a, a, a great way to, uh, you know, we got one more episode in this season, but this is a night after the Halloween episodes. It's nice to have pure silliness for 87 straight minutes. Uh, Jordan, thank you for picking this title. Yeah. Uh, I, I, thank I do you ask, so much for having it, me. Absolutely. We'll, we'd love to have both of you guys on anytime you want. Um, what, yeah, was there a, a reason that SpongeBob jumped out at you as, as a title that you wanted to cover? Yeah. Cause you sent me like a long list or I was looking at a long oh, list. Oh, I sent you the master list of every right. title we yeah. got. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, and looking at them, I think, you know, there are probably a couple that I I've seen before. And then there were a lot that I hadn't seen and it's like, I could pick a movie I've never seen before. And then I saw that and I was like, no, it's just time to watch this movie again. I want to talk about it. It's great. <laughs> I love it. It's very nostalgic for me. So, well, perhaps it'll uh, perhaps it'll uh, uh, influence the two of you to cover this series on on your podcast. Which, That's by the way, true. Yeah, <laughs> you can uh, you can. There are three. Yeah, you got three of them at least so far. Who knows what else will be coming? I know. Um, speaking of your podcast, why don't you tell the folks at home a little mm-hmm. bit about that show? Yes. So, Macaw Podcast Universe, hosted by. Me and Micah McCaw, where we talk about uh, movie franchises, and we exist to prove people wrong when they say sequels are never better than the originals. Um, when I don't know when this episode comes out, and then even if I did know, I probably wouldn't know what series we're currently covering. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because <laughs> it's just a c- constant watching and recording things, and Mike is kind of the master of the schedule. So, for um, sure. like I said, though, recently did. Bill and Ted also recently did Scream for the hall for October. Nice. I've so, been texting Micah a lot about as I listen to your Scream episodes. I'm like, I, I have so much to say about this for some reason. <laughs> I, I keep yeah. bugging him with shit like, hey, did you know this too? Or like, oh, you should watch this. <laughs> it was very fun to go through. And um, with the the Bill and Ted, we're, we're embarking on a Keanu Reeves time. Oh, nice. So we're, we're okay. doing a lot of Keanu Reeves coming up. <laughs> nice. obvious obvious series probably come to many people's minds yes, of what's yes. coming mm. well, then, well then everybody johnny and demonic yep that's uh, uh <laughs> definitely <laughs> the devil's advocate uh, just yeah, no. one in that series but i like to think of mnemonic as an unfinished series mm-hmm. which is one movie <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry okay well, yeah, definitely check out the Macaw Podcast Universe. Thank you for joining us on our show. Uh, Thank like you. Like I said, we would love to have both of you guys back on sometime in season three when we start next year. But we've got one more episode left in this season. And then we're going to take a little break. We've got uh, maybe some holiday bonuses coming out. So 
that is in the works. And uh, like I mentioned earlier, you can listen to our uh, uh, side shows on patreon.com slash 90 under 90. You can listen to 90 over 90, where we talk about 90 very select movies over 90 minutes, one a month. Uh, we also have our own franchise show, Franchise First Timers, which is uh, not the exact same thing as the Macaw Podcast Universe, and I had to make sure that Michael understood that when I said <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want him to be like, what the fuck? Yes. Um, but no, that's uh, that's our own thing. And then, of course, you know, the, the Since No One Asked and uh, some extra bonuses. And we do have some more Nine Questions With coming out uh, yeah. before the end of this year. So you can have those to look forward to. But until we get to those... I'm Jeremy Eden. I'm Dan Eden. I'm Jordan McCaw. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a wrap. I'm coming day and night. I mean, it's terrific, right? Right.